0: To say that growing up blind has not kept you from doing extraordinary things would be an epic understatement. From building a career as a blind soccer player to downhill skiing, you've created a life dedicated to knowing what you wanted and going for it. And now what you want is to help others understand that limits can be pushed and being told you can't do something is not for someone else to decide. You're listening to 2233, a podcast of Exchange Stories. (laughs)
1: And <laughs> when you are Brazilian, we are, uh, we are born playing football. Even when you are inside of the mums, you are just kicking.
0: <laughs> this week, a soccer ball in a plastic bag. The advantage of skiing blind. And using personal stories to give others hope. Join us on a journey from Brazil to the United States. Breaking barriers all along the way. It's 2233.
1: We report what happens in the United States, warts and all. These exchanges shape to who I am. When you get to know these people, they're not quite like you. You read about them. They are people very much like ourselves. And it is. That's what we call cultural exchange. Ooh, yes. My name is Marcos Lima. I'm from Brazil and I take part in GSMP program, Global Sports Mentoring Program. I am I am journalist. I work on a communications project for breaking barriers about people with disability. <laughs> I'm blind since since I was a kid, and I play blind football for many years. I uh, was the fr- first blind Brazilian to ski on the snow, and I use communications. I use my life and my uh, experience to tell about people with disability. I have a YouTube channel with over more than four point one million of views. My project is named Blind Stories that in Portuguese is História de Cego. It's a way that I find to communicate to people who doesn't know about people with disability, because I strongly believe that communication can break barriers about disability. Everyone has prejudice against people we don't know. If you know things, you don't have prejudice anymore. To be in the United States is a different thing for me. I never thought I I, I would travel to United States and that I would be invited for United States to to talk about my job, to talk about things I, I, I strongly believe. When you are here you realize that everyone is a person and we are more equals than different. I didn't expect or I didn't think about Americans could be so friendly and I felt really welcoming when you try to, to come to United States you have to to pass for uh, many procedures visa like many forms and sometimes you feel as you're not welcome but when when I came here for the first time I feel I felt really welcoming so lovely were the people who were around me and i didn't expect to receive so much love because in brazil we are very touching people we are very like uh, <laughs> hot people in in, in when, when you get you no know, when you get someone and you hug and you kiss and you you were touching and you, i i i always heard that in united states people don't like to be touched and people don't like to be hugged you to take care you cannot just touch people but Here I understand uh, and I I knew people that they are really lovely persons and they are like Brazilians and they they love and they do and they hug and uh, they are um, a warm people like this. The GSMP was a big opportunity to me because I spent uh, 35 days in the United States by myself. I was by my own. And it was uh, personally a, ch- a challenge because when you are blind, unfortunately, you depend on more, uh, depend more on people because you cannot do everything by yourself. It is a kind of challenge, of course, but it should be a professional challenge as well. I, I had 17 uh, colleagues from all around the world and they have incredible projects and I could learn mm, a lot from them. And it was a big opportunity to to present my project. Uh, My project is a communication project, and it's named Blind Stories. I use a storytelling methodology, and from my experience, from my life, from my stories, I discuss uh, disability, and prejudice, discrimination, bullying. It was great when my project was elected the best one. I think it's important, not only for me, not only for Brazil, it could be important for the world too. <laughs> I had been developing through the years. I love to do that because it's a way to to communicate to, to people, children, teenagers, adults, seniors. It's really nice when you see things changing. For example, I I'm used to go to schools and children they they ask everything and I heard heard more than once from children like 10 years. Ah ah uh, hello my name is John and I would like to know if you don't think about kill yourself. That's something heavy when you heard from, from children. But why? Why do some children some child do this kind of question? Because uh, he's not used to see people with disability in a positive way. He's used to see to, to face people, people with disability like uh, as we are just uh, needing things. And, but I, I present myself as a protagonist because I'm protagonist of my life. I present myself as a guy who travels, who likes uh, traveling, who likes writing, who is graduating one of the best universities in Brazil. And 20 minutes, uh, half uh, half an hour after, the same child who did the, this question is, would like to take a picture with me, would like to... <laughs> that I, I can feel... And in his netbook, not because I'm the best one, not because I'm pretty. You are not seeing him, but I'm not pretty pretty. And just because he never saw a people of disability in a positive way. And I can see that it it changed minds and my my job changed minds of people. And three years ago, I decided that. I would like to talk to more people. When I do conference, I used to, to do it for 20, 50, 100 persons. When I talk in YouTube, I can do it for millions. And this inspired me to, to create a, a YouTube channel. Children pay attention. Because it's different from the message that they are used to receive. When I talk to them, I talk about my life. I talk about my my difficulties, about things I I got, things I didn't get. And I convince them that I'm not best or worse than them. I'm just equal. I have difference. They have difference among them as well. When you face the difference as a positive thing, you just learn from the difference. When you when you face difference as a bad thing, you you fight against it. And so I convinced them that they could face their own difference and the difference among them as a positive thing. That your children like so much because I, I do it in a funny way, in a soft way and and so they pay attention. <laughs> Through the years I had been realized I'm blind but I'm more things. I had been realized for example when I had the opportunity to become the first blind Brazilian to skate the snow. I had been traveled to Czech Republic because in Brazil we have no snow. And I did something that 99% of Brazilians never will do. And I think this because I had accessibility and I didn't have prejudice. And so I realized that my problem is not my disability. My problem is that the world where I live is not prepared to me and to necessities of people with all kinds of disability. When you realize that, you conclude that the disability, my blindness, explain me as a person, because of lack of accessibility and big prejudice. But the disability don't define who I am. When I was a kid, I studied in a, bl- in a school for blind people and we passed half of day playing football. We didn't have the special balls. And so we have a normal ball and you, and you put it inside of a plastic bag, this one from supermarket. And you, you just, uh, when the, the ball is inside of it, you just can play and we we heard the, the sound of the plastic bag every day. We didn't care if it was raining, if it was uh, 100 degrees, we didn't care about anything, we just would like to play football. And afterwards, I could know this blind football, blind soccer, I'm talking about football soccer. It, is, it changed my life because practicing sports is so nice and so important for everyone. And when you are blind, you are used to hear from people that you cannot. When I was playing football, I figured out that I could. Yes, we can. We can play. We can. If you can play, we can run. If you can run on the court, you can walk on the street. And it means a lot for someone who is hearing that we cannot do things. I, I played football for many years, national and international tournaments. It helped me a lot in my development as a as a person. actually a friend of mine he invited me to, to take part in a workshop of skiing for people who would work with people or persons with disability and I didn't know even snow I never had thought on snow and it was a, a challenge for me and a love challenge when you have some disability when people doesn't doesn't expect too much from you and if you skiing if you do some hard things people pay attention and people can see you in In a positive way, I have like many classes. I cannot just imitate people, many things you do. You have, uh, all of you do during a day, you're just imitating people because you see how it looks like and you do the same. When you are blind, you cannot just imitate people because they're not seeing. And so some process, they, they took long time, not because we have some problems in our brains, it's just because 85% of things that someone uh, receives as information is from vision, is from sight. I need to create ways to recover it when i scanned for the first time uh, my thought was ah that's nice being blind because i cannot see how high is it mm-hmm. sometimes and i think most of times there is nothing physically who doesn't allow you to to do something it's the, the difficulty is inside of you and when you understand that it you have just a difficulty that's not empowerment completely, you can do things. My men go in my in my videos, I'm not talking, directly to people with disability because in my my mind they know about things I'm I'm trying to say my target is the society in general but I receive like many messages for people with disability and they tell me ah watching your videos i know uh, now i know i can do more or um, that's more, even more emotional when moms wrote, uh, write to me and, and tell that uh, I have a baby and he, he or she is blind. But now I know that he can do a, a normal life. Uh, thanks for your videos. When I have the sensation, I help, I, I can help people, even people I don't know. Personally, uh, I think I'm doing something great for me and for the world. <laughs> The main thing about disability is, first of all, everyone is a person. Everyone is a human being and disability, everyone has some. Mind mind disability is just considered like serious because we are living in a world that's really sight world for people who can see. When you understand that everyone has a kind of disability, you cannot look as you are be- better than this person. This, it, this is the first step, I think. There is no problem about having prejudice because everyone has. Everyone is prejudiced when you don't know each other. And the problem is when we turn it like discrimination. Here in JSMP, I had the opportunity, for example, to get to know people, Muslim people that I never had the opportunity to to know before. And I had many prejudices. I thought I wouldn't tell something or even touch because I need to touch people to guide me but they are really open and girls you no know, they they learned they teach me a lot about tolerance and i i never we i will never forget we were here during the Eastern holiday and in sunday uh, we are we were to the church and the muslim girls were to the church as well and they watched the service and during the service they was just telling me ah this kind of things is in Quran as well. Uh, this kind of thing is our Ah In the end, I realized that the regions can be different, but persons are the same. And I think it's the best lesson that someone can have from the world where we live. Mm-hmm. In Brazil, I have many friends who can see, and they told me, "Ah, I'm, I'm not courageous enough to to go by myself or to, to do it uh, with no one." I always tell them, "Okay, but I have another chance, uh, or I do it or I not do it." And I always will do something. I think they can inspire by by me because they know. They tell me, they are used to tell me, "Ah, I can see," and. I never would travel as you do, like, alone. And for me, it's funny because I, I had another choice. Being afraid of trying new things, it's something very common in people. Because every day when I decide to not to not stay on bed and go around, go outside from my home, I'm, I'm facing new things. Even on the way from my home to the subway that I do every single day, every day is different because I cannot see what is five meters away from me. And so I think... It's, uh, it's natural. I face difficulties in a positive way because if difficulties could uh, destroy my confidence, I, n- I, I, I not even went out from home. Being JSMP yes, be changed me as a person. It changed, of course, It empowered me as a person. (laughs) I, if I can do that, I I can do everything. When I, when I came back to Brazil, I noticed that I was more independent. I was, uh, was used to, to go to some places uh, with people and now I, I go by myself. Because I thought I think to myself, okay, you are you were able to, to go to United States and to spend 35 days there. You can do everything. This is the first point. When I notice that Americans pay attention, that Americans like, that American Americans could love my projects as I do, I understand that it could be bigger than I imagined. And I really start to Believe strongly. Believe that they can achieve more people. It. I think it's is the best. I, I would like in five years to be on my seventh GSMP, <laughs> and I really would like to stay doing my conference my speech not only in brazil but uh, outside and doing pe- uh, knowing people and help and to transform minds and perceptions not only about people with disability but about difference and and breaking barriers
0: This week, Marcos Lima discussed his time in the United States as part of the Global Sports and Mentoring Program, or GSMP. For more about sports diplomacy and other ECA exchange programs, check out eca.state.gov. We encourage you to subscribe to 2233. You can do so wherever you find your podcasts, and we'd love to get some feedback from you. You can write to us at at state.gov. That's ECA E-C-A-C-O-L-L-A-B-O-R-A-T-O-R-Y-S-A-C-O-L-A-B-O-R-A-T-O-R-Y at state.gov. Photos of each week's interviewee and complete episode transcripts can be found at our webpage at eca.state.gov slash 2233. Special thanks this week to Marcos for his stories and inspiration. I did the interview and edited this segment. Featured music was Rally, Plaque, Open Flames, One Quiet Conversation, and On Three Legs, all by Blue Dot Sessions. Music at the top of each episode is Sebastian by How the Night Came, and the end credit music is Two Pianos by Tagir Leus. Until next time.